You are listening to the Innovators Behind Disruption, a podcast series brought to you by Evolve ETFs. The world is evolving. Your investments should too. Hi there, this is Raj Lala, and I'm joined by Sean Sullivan, who's a security advisor and researcher at F-Secure. Sean, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Maybe uh, we can start, Sean, by just you telling us a little bit about uh, F-Secure and also what you do. Well, uh, F-Secure is a cybersecurity company. Uh, it's been in business for getting close to 30 years. I think it is 30 years uh, this year. Um, started off as an antivirus company. These days, we call ourselves a cybersecurity company. Uh, several years ago, we acquired a pen testing incident response firm, and uh, we do very holistically like cybersecurity these days, from uh, offensive testing of our customers to the endpoint protection that we've traditionally done, uh, risk assessment things these days, uh, a whole, whole variety of things. I started off with HepSecure in the antivirus uh, response lab, working with virus descriptions and our blogs and working with the experts um, about how the technologies work and then um, being able to explain that to internals and externals. And are you, uh, does F-Secure work with kind of the whole vertical, you know, large Fortune 500 companies all the way down to small businesses or do you have a specific market? Well, at the moment, uh, the majority, I think this is in our annual report, so I can be checked on this, uh, the majority of our revenues come from our operator partnerships. And I want to say off the top of my head, it's something like 60%. So we have, we have like several different uh, legs of our business. We have operator partnerships, which are, are co-branding um, our consumer products. And then we have corporate security products. And then we nowadays have the growing uh, consulting services as well. So okay. lots of different types of customers and uh, lots of different types of teams that we work with uh, inside the organization. So everyone talks about uh, the Internet of Things and the connectivity in our world. You know, right now, we probably have close to 20 billion devices that are connected, and that's growing to, I've heard, you know, I've heard some exorbitant numbers out there that's growing to 50 billion or 75 billion in the next few years. Can you, can you talk yeah. about how the, how the Internet of Things really has exposed uh, consumers to potential cybercrime? Well, I think consumers, it's going to be, uh, not directly, perhaps, at first, right? Their devices are going to be hijacked, and they might be used against others, or that's what the kind of the practical concern is at the moment. You might have a webcam that you know, the firmware of the webcam is never really intended to be updated, and it's got some hard-coded credentials in it, and it could be hijacked and used for DDoS attacks against others. So that's hurting consumers, perhaps, if they're the ones being DDoSed. Um, the consumer themselves, their resources being hijacked, but they're not suffering directly, um, my concern would be that it's their IP address that's being used to engage into a DDoS attack. And so like, sooner or later, law enforcement or lawsuits could be directed at them for negligence, perhaps on their part, for having that resource that's been hijacked. So that, that's one big, I think, potential problem that consumers are going to see um, related to devices that are more and more becoming like very uh, cheap commodity devices, uh, webcams that were selling for um, 90-something uh, dollars uh, a year ago or selling for 30-something dollars uh, on Amazon last Christmas. That's actually the same sort of product. It was the same sort of um, board, uh, physically the same camera, but just different companies using their own software, and uh, the price difference was considerable. So it gets cheaper and cheaper every year as, as uh, some startup can grab the tech that they want out of China and then just wrap a layer of software around it. Consumers are going to end up getting these things more cheaply and cheaply, and it's not going to come with security, and they're going to get potentially burned because of it. What industries do you think are really most susceptible? Well, I think in terms of industry, um, yeah, well, again, like um, 
a corporate environment, you know, you need to have things that are isolated from from uh, your regular sort of production network. Uh, so IoT, you know, the cloud has already kind of eliminated your perimeter, uh, and IoT just even further erodes the perimeter. Uh, traditionally, like you wanted to protect your resources, and also I've got like the virtual equivalent of a moat. Uh, start putting things into the cloud, and you know. Um, Amazon cloud services makes it really easy for somebody, uh, one of your software developers, to create some shadow IT that you don't even know about because they've got a credit card and it's that cheap to start something up, uh, you know, a server that exists in your IP space that you don't know about if you're an IT admin. Uh, then you start hooking up a bunch of otherwise it would be considered like consumer IoT products like televisions in your your uh, your network, and then you know you don't know what the heck you've got inside your perimeter anymore. Um, that that could have big consequences uh, depending on. What type of devices? Uh, I can take up one example where I saw um, a consultant with a MacBook uh, accidentally broadcasting to an Apple TV and a part of an organization that they didn't realize that they were broadcasting to. Right. And <laughs> she she was very surprised when I finally figured out like which uh, which which room and knocked on the door and said, "By the way, did you know you're broadcasting from some financials that belongs to this team to an entirely different team's uh, Apple television that they've got on this network?" She was shocked. I didn't know why her Mac had decided to broadcast it that way. Wow. Fortunately, yeah, it, it, that, that's a big concern, I think. Uh, imagine that consultant going to a shopping mall to work in a cafe and there being some nearby retail store that's got an Apple TV that her Mac just decides to connect to. Yeah. You don't know where you might be broadcasting things. Um, these sorts of things are a big problem in a corporate environment because, you know, the IT admins uh, have a hard enough time managing the resources they do know about. Yeah, no, I, and, you know, it's interesting because uh, I was reading this report a couple of days ago that said that only 38% of companies right now think that they have uh, addressed their cybersecurity concerns uh, for themselves to protect themselves sufficiently. What, what do you think of that number? You think that that's low or you think um, that's high? Depending on the size of the organization's poll, that could be about right. I think if you're talking about small, medium-sized businesses, they probably not even on their radar at all. So, But uh, larger uh, Larger organizations maybe have some sort of idea. Thirty uh, percent wouldn't seem. What about gov- like what about that, government? I you government? No, I imagine that's completely off the radar of like a lot of the because I think they have enough um, trouble dealing with like uh, older systems that still exist in some government agencies. Yeah, and the other problem with a lot of IoT too is it's really designed for the consumer. And um, you know, I, I'm I'm based out of Helsinki, Finland, and in the winter time I have. Uh, Philips Hue light bulbs that are are, are of great benefit, right? Because I don't have to do any sort of uh, upgrades to the electrical switches. I just plug in some light bulbs, and I now have dimmable lights. And um, having variable lighting options is a is a, is a real good thing in, in Finnish winter. And um, the software for that, though, that that's designed for sort of one homeowner to be able to manage the lights, to update the firmware of the hub, et cetera. But like these sort of lights uh, with the ability to switch the mood lighting and the colors, I can completely understand like if a small real estate agent wanted to bring in customers and have different sort of lighting moods for different types of potential clients. But if you've got an office of five people and you want all five people to have uh, the ability to control the lights, you now have five admins basically because of the software. Any one of them can update the firmware or mismanage the network configuration of that device, and um, hopefully they don't mismanage it in a way that makes it vulnerable. Um, th- there is no user and admin type of app in these sort of things. So and the bigger your small business gets, uh, wanting to utilize some sort of um, you know, IoT stuff like that, it, you know, the bigger the problem compounds on itself. Right. Yeah, <laughs> or you don't want an office of 20 admins.
Yeah. So what are your uh, top predictions for your industry? You know, two or three predictions over the course of the next five or ten years. Um, growth. Uh, more and more on our side in the consulting services, uh, incident response. Um, we're really looking at uh, corporate uh, business in, in that regard. Um, there's been years of what we've been doing, uh, dealing with commoditized and bulk malware. Operating systems are getting more and more secure against that kind of stuff. And uh, what things are trending, it's trending towards human attackers uh, getting into systems and moving laterally across networks or finding vulnerable servers, trying to extort them, trying to utilize them for something. Um, so that's the trend from, from like bulk malware towards human attackers um, going from people at large to organizations that are being targeted and from smaller organizations to bigger ones is, is where things are moving. Interesting. Well, listen, Sean, thank you very much for participating in this podcast, and I wish you well. Certainly. Thank you. You have been listening to the Innovators Behind Disruption, a podcast series brought to you by Evolve ETFs. Remain educated. Be informed. Sign up for our newsletter and learn more at EvolveETFs.com.